Many, many stories to tell. I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours, but I mean, you, you told me what you kind of saw and worked with in, in your uh, law enforcement segment of your career. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't shocked, but, you know, it just kind of confirmed everything we talked about, you know, with these judges and the way things are structured. I mean, it, it's a mess. Care to elaborate on that? Well, what it is, remember I was talking about uh, uh, in the family, they want to invert everything, and then we kind of talked about religion, how they've inverted everything. Well, it's the same thing in the justice system. It's inverted also. So uh, uh, so, so right now, the police, the prosecutors, and, and, and the judges, they're there to protect criminals. They're there to protect criminals and to victimize the victims, okay? So that, and this is a long process too. I became a police officer in, uh, 1980 in Tampa, Florida. And, uh, you know, I went to the academy. They taught me, taught me how to investigate burglaries, all this kind of stuff. So, so when I went out, I, I'd go to a burglary call and I'd try to collect evidence, take fingerprints, talk to the neighbors, see if they saw anything, you know. And, uh, they called me into the office and said, what the hell are you doing? I said, well, I'm investigating burglaries, you know, and I catch the bad guy. He says, no, 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 that's not the point. That's not the point. You go take a report, quickly take a report, make it just general fast, no more than five minutes, and get out of there and get back in service so you can take another report. And, and, uh, they explained to me that you see, you see, uh, the federal government, they give law enforcement grants to the cities and the counties and the states and stuff, and they base that upon what they call index crimes. How many index crimes you have is how much money you get. So if you go out and you uh, investigate and solve, say, four burglaries in a day, well, that doesn't make the city very much money. But if you could run through and, like, make 20, 30 reports of burglaries in a day, that makes money for the city, okay? It's the same with murders, rapes, and everything. The, the objective is not to solve them. The objective is to to get as many reports as you can so that the city can get as much money as they can from the federal government, okay? This is sort of like a welfare thing for law enforcement, okay? Uh, the, the, it, later on in life, they even, uh, it, like we are now, they have uh, these consent decrees where the federal government actually takes over a city or a county's law enforcement, and they run it, okay? So, so this is what has happened uh, through the world. If, if the federal government gives you money, they're going to take control of you. It's just what they do. So, uh, so I wondered, well, what happens to the burglaries? You know, I mean, doesn't anybody ever solve any burglaries? And so I, I talked to a burglary detective and I said, how does this work? Well, let me explain for people what detectives do. So, so patrol officers and detectives are what's called reactive law enforcement. In other words, a crime happens and then you, you show up on the scene and you investigate. And the detective has to, to solve the crime, and by solve the crime, it's this, because I, I, I worked in homicide, and in homicide, when I went over there, they gave me a stack of files, and the sergeant said, okay, you need to clear these cases. You clear them by arrest, by complaint withdrawal, or by unfounding them, okay? And and the, the, so I asked, I asked these burglary detectives, their job is to do that, to clear them by uh, arrest or whatever. 
So what they would do is, once in a while, a cop would catch a burglar in the act. This does happen, okay? So that when that burglar goes down, uh, the, the, the burglary detectives will find 100 cases, and they'll make sure none of these, these burglaries happen on the same day, okay? Then they tell the burglar, look, you're looking at five years in prison, but if you cop out to all these 100 burglaries or 20 burglaries or how many ever they want to clear, you cop out to these, we will make sure you get like a month in jail, okay? This is your bonus. And that way, the detectives clear the cases. And it looks, then they can report, oh, yeah, we've solved like 90% of our burglaries. Well, no, they have not. They have this, they're just pulling a scam, okay? So uh, this this even even goes uh, worse. Now, now I worked uh, vice prostitution, but when you work vice, you're going to end up running into drug things and stuff like that. So so I had this this group of... uh, uh, of uh, young people, college students, that were selling a designer drug. Uh, it was like a uh, ecstasy drug, okay? And uh, it was illegal. It was on the books. Uh, I bought some from them, and I had it tested. It was real stuff, but it was poison. This stuff was, uh, uh, they did a really crappy job making it. So if if people took it, there's a chance they were going to die from it. And this is, of course, other young people. So, uh, so they were selling uh, uh, kilos of it. I mean, I, I just told them, hey, I want to try it before I buy a whole kilo. So I took that and I tested it. So uh, the thing is, is local police departments generally can't handle kilo buy busts and stuff. They they generally like to do, like, grams and ounces, okay, because that's all they're budgeted for. So he says, go talk to the DEA and see if the DEA will, will uh, fund this and get involved in this, and we'll, we'll take these, these guys down for selling this poison. This is a drug actually hurting people, okay? It's not marijuana. It's a drug that actually is harming people. And uh, so I go to the DEA, and they says, he says, well, do these people have uh, nice homes? I said, well, no, they're college students. They, they live in the dorm, you know? And he says, well, do they, uh, do they have uh, nice cars? He says, well, no, they're college students. They have old crappy cards, you know? He says, what about bank accounts? And I says, well, you know, they're young college students. They're just getting started. But, yeah, they're selling kilos at a time. I mean, they're, they're major, handling major amount. And the DEA said, well, if there's no money to be gotten, we're uninterested. So, you see, it's about seizing money and seizing property. It's not about stopping drugs, okay? So, uh this is disconcerting to me because back in 1990, uh, I went for the U.S. government to Colombia, and I infiltrated the Cali cartel. I mean, I met with the drug lords in Cali, Colombia. I hung out with them. I lived with them. I had no backup at all. I was on my own. Okay, I risked my life going down there. And uh, at the time I went down there, uh, a kilo of heroin sold for $250,000 a kilo wholesale okay uh now i successfully put the cali bosses in prison they're in prison in the united states right now most of them have passed on but but they're still the the guy i dealt with he's still in prison in the united states uh so so now how much does a kilo of heroin cost wholesale sixteen thousand dollars one-tenth of what it cost in 1990 when i went to risk my life doing this okay can, can you imagine why why that the, the, the price has gone down the price doesn't go down when when drugs become more scarce they go down because they're more abundant okay well well the whole drug war thing 
is about making money for the federal government. It's not about stopping drugs. Look at the U.S. border right now. Do you think they're trying to stop any drugs? No, they nope. want it to flourish because they make money from it. Right. So, right. Wow. I'm glad I didn't die down there because I would have died for nothing. Uh, right. I could imagine you'd be a little bit uh, pissed off once you figured it out and, and thought about it and processed it that way. It's, wow, what was I doing? What was the whole point of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a major chump. I can't, you know, I, 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 I well, I had other motives for going down too, though. Uh, the, the Kelly Cartel, they had a policy of killing the children of the people that betrayed them before they killed the people that betrayed them. And I kind of hated them for that, so... So, so you know, I'm I'm okay with the fact that their 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 kingdom of cocaine fell apart because I was really kind of doing it for that reason. But but as far as the government was concerned, it was about well, in the end, it was about making money and all that twenty billion dollars that the cartel had. Who got that? The government of Colombia and the government of the United States. And right. They took it. You know. I'm so considering what we've got going on in the border now. Um, I would ask your opinion, what we got going on on the border now, how much of this are these people coming over here are associated with the cartels or the gangs or, I mean, obviously it's hard well, to tell. Well, what? There's so much drugs in this country now. It's it's like, uh, you know, look at how many, how much people die of fentanyl. Fentanyl is, you know, fentanyl is just cheap and easy. It's, they're putting it, they're selling it as cocaine. I mean, it's killing people because they, they think they're taking something that they're taking something else. You know, it's 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 just the, the wild west for drugs. And listen, it's beyond that. They're selling children into pedophile rings, and the government is letting that happen. Okay, they let that happen. Is this new? Is this a new thing? Well, no. uh, if we got time, I'll tell you a story about 1997. In '97, I, I, I went to Bangkok, Thailand. Okay, and on the airplane over there, you know, a lot of there's a lot of sexual tourists that go over there. The guy sat next to me in the airplane. He was telling me he had a, back in L.A. He had a five year old Mexican boy there that he had he had bought. Okay, and he was molesting him. He was flying to Thailand because he had a family that sold their their little five year old, six year old son and daughter to him and stuff. Okay, so um, so when I first got there, I had some time off. And I went to Pattaya Beach, and that guy was there. So, uh, so I thought, okay, well, uh, I, I told him, uh, we, we, I said, let's go down to the beach, you know, and then uh, I, I said, uh, well, listen, I'm going to walk down the beach, and I'll leave my passport and everything here with you so I can, you know, go in the water and all that. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll watch it, you know. So I, I took a long time. It took about 45 minutes because I wanted to buy time, you know, and then I went back up, and I said, okay, if you want to walk, I'll watch your stuff, you know. So he left his stuff with me. So I copied down all the information from his passport and his return tickets, okay? And uh, so I, I w went to the embassy. I went to my boss at the embassy in Bangkok, and I said, well, look, I've got this guy. He's got a little kid at home he's molesting. He's taking pictures, and he's, he's uh, sending him to Germany. He's working with a German guy, and they trade photos and stuff back and forth. And he's carrying this film back into the United States of his kids and stuff. And the, the, this is the... Uh, the 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 uh, my boss had me talk to the customs attaché, and that's their job. That is their job. And I talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, we're not interested." And he says, "We're interested in heroin." 
Why? Because there's money to be made in heroin. There's no money made in, in protecting little kids, okay? So uh, he said he's not interested. So I walked out, and, and you know, these, uh, these attaches that work there, they have a, a national policeman from the local country that worked there, too. So the national policeman ran out in the hall, and he said, uh, Mr. Henderson, Mr. Henderson, can I, can I you know, uh, have that information? I'm tired of these foreigners coming and molesting my kids in this country, you know. Uh, I have a friend in, 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 uh, at LAX in customs, and he will, he will bust the guy. So I gave him all the information. Well, I went off to Cambodia to, to work for about six months, and when I came back and I was signing out of the embassy, I saw that same Thai national policeman, and he gave me a card to this uh, uh, agent at LAX, okay? See, he had offered to pay me, and I said, well, I already work for the government. You, you don't have to pay me. You know, I'm already paid by them, whatever. So when I got back to LAX, I uh, gave the car. I asked the customs guy when I checked the customs. I said, well, where's this guy at? And he said, right through those doors. I went in to talk to him, and uh, that guy handed me an envelope with $15,000 cash in it, and he said, this is from the government of Thailand as a way of saying thank you. And we busted the guy. We rescued the kid at his house. And this guy's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. We got him with the film, with all the dirty pictures and stuff. So, so you see... The Thai government actually gave you money, and the U.S. government was not even interested in doing this. No, they were uninterested. The Thai government was interested. They gave me money. You know, and, uh, and I didn't do it for the money. I, I did it because right. I wanted the kids to right, you know? Right. Yeah. Holy I mean, I, uh, I hate pedophiles. Uh, uh, back in 1963, my sister, who recently passed away, she was molested, and it destroyed her life. Look, a child murderer may kill a child's body, but a pedophile destroys a child's soul forever. Her life was hell. She ended up a bag lady on the street, okay? I mean, her life sucked up and down every way, which way you can. I detest them. I detest that our president, Joe Biden, is a pedophile. You know, this, this is where we're at in this world now, you know. Well, he's, he probably joins a long list of them. Oh, you know, yeah. Look at the yeah, uh, I mean, Clinton Rockefellers, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And all. Oh, yeah. So our government's. Listen, the government's not interested in protecting anybody, not even our children. Listen, right, right now what our government wants to do is they want to take all your money, they want to take all your freedom, and they want to have sex with your kids. That's what our government does. That's what our government is about, okay? Uh, don't make any mistake about that. Right. No, I agree. Well, it's... Uh past the hour, and if anybody wants to call in and ask any questions for Mitchell, lines are open, 512-248-8252. Mitchell's got the whole story. Uh, you know, it just, it just confirms what we've talked about on the uh, panel about how this government has declared us the enemy. And it doesn't even matter if you've even worked in government, as Mitchell did, Put his life on the line to do certain things, and you know they don't. They don't care. They'll they'll use anybody and everybody they can. You know, it's like a parasite. And you know, the, I guess the root of the matter is now they're they're actively killing. Them, so we've talked about that here. It's, we've got into that a little bit, but uh, I don't know. 
I mean, I, it, it's just flabbergasting to hear, you know, this confirmation of cannabis. My mark. Yes. Yes. In other words, if, if, you're, if you're suspicious that our government is evil, well, you need to get over that suspicion and realize absolutely positively they are. It is not maybe or if. They just are. Time to open your eyes and see, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, what, 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 what can you see? You know, who is allowing, who is enabling uh, uh, Israel to commit gen- genocide, okay, to commit ethnic cleansing? Who's enabling oh. that? The United States government is. And if you think about right. it, when I said justice inverted, what is the purpose of inverted justice like that? This is what it allows, conditions the world to allow Israel to commit genocide and ethnic cleansing and allows our politicians to say, nah, it's not happening. I mean, it's just, they just lie, just outright lie. I mean, they're telling that now because of the election year, they're saying, oh, the, the economy is the best economy we've had, the biggest recovery in American history economically. Well, people, do you go to the store when you look at your paycheck, when you go to the store and you, you see what you cannot afford and stuff? Do you think we have the greatest economy we've had in a long time? Uh, now we have the news out there saying, oh, the crime has really gone down. Merrick Garland got, got went before the country and said, oh, violent crime is really down in the United States. Excuse me. No, it is not. You can see with your own eyes that it is not. I mean, uh, house invasions, home invasions in California and stuff are, are just like crazy. Uh, uh, they're, they're, people are walking in their nice neighborhoods and a car just drives up and they jump out and beat the people up and rob them in nice neighborhoods, okay? It's like violent crime is, is certainly not down. It is, it is way, way up. Uh, I mean, we had a, a case in Albuquerque here where a fireman saw his stolen pickup truck and he chased it. And he fired around up in the air to try to get the guy to stop and stuff. Well, they caught the, the guy in the pickup truck. Well, the guy in the pickup truck who has a record of, like, multiple uh, uh, aggravated batteries with a, uh, with a firearm and, and, and fell into possession of a firearm and, and violation of probation. He's never complied with anything. They let that guy out the next morning. But the fireman, the judge said, well, you know, he... He failed like 10 years ago to pay a ticket for, by animal control, and he had a DWI like 20 years ago. So he has a problem complying with the law. They kept him in jail. He's the victim. They kept him in jail. And then uh, then the, the criminal they let out the next morning, uh, uh, four days later, they busted him again for, for stealing and stuff, okay? And what did they do when they busted him the second time? They let him out. Let him out. Yeah, so, so, so the firemen is a law-abiding citizen, and he he can't get bond. He can't get out of he can't get out of jail. We have to keep unbelievable. Problem. Okay, unbelievable. But the criminal hey. they protect him. They bend over backwards right. to do that. Hey, hey I put another break. Okay. Stay with us, guys. Got mental here. Lost. Right back. I 
did you know? The IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance. Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. about he's got some uh, first-hand knowledge of the uh, pretty lame brain CIA uh, 
operation. I'm sure you all have heard of it, Project Bluebeam. You know, they keep the invasion. You know, I'm sure they'll they would use this. Uh, I guess uh, I hate to say that word, but the Trump card. Uh, it's kind of a last resort, in my opinion. But maybe they're setting us up for that. This recent scuttlebutt about some craziness that happened in Miami, and I could see them pulling this TV. So, uh, to elaborate on how you heard about this and came across that. You know, the, it's it's easy to tell where this where this came from. The CIA was founded in 1947. Okay, so so in, in the in the 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 nineteen fifties, they started. Well, I think Roswell happened in nineteen forty eight. So they they got this idea. The idea actually came about in about nineteen thirty eight. Uh, Orson Welles he did this radio thing uh, of H. Uh, G. Wells' uh, War of the Worlds. He did it as a radio program. Well, some people cut into the radio program, you know, after the initial announcement and stuff was made. And they thought it was an actual space invasion of Earth. And people panicked all over. Everywhere where they were playing this radio program, people were freaking out, like getting in their car, heading to the hills, whatever, because they thought it was real. Okay, so so uh, by the 1950s, the CIA is thinking, well, you know, he did that with a radio. Now we have TV. We have, you know, uh, other visual effects and stuff. And they said, well, why don't we make a program Project Bluebeam to um, to just uh, uh, if we need to we can we can manipulate people we can we can scare them into thinking that there's space invasion and they'll they'll do as we say okay just like the COVID epidemic they saw we will do as they say you just put a little fear in us and we'll we'll bend over backwards to do what they say so they 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 said, as the time went by. You know, blue beam. They, they. It was a, it, the, the idea was is you know they made this movie like uh, uh, Independence Day and Armageddon and and they're talking about oh if there's a space invasion then the whole world will come together. Okay, now right. I actually saw this meme in ja- in Japan. They have this meme. Okay, where where one samurai is fighting against the other, but then then these zombies come and say oh we got to fight against the zombies. And then a, a big uh, kaiju like uh, Godzilla thing comes and says, "Oh, we got to fight against them." And then there's space invaders coming, and, they, and then Godzilla and uh, the the zombies and everybody has to fight against the space invaders. Okay, <laughs> so so this theme is throughout the world. Okay, uh, it's not just here. And uh, the, the the concept is is if we can have a space invasion, we can maybe unite the whole world together in like one government, which is which is what they always always want to do. Okay, so uh, right. the thing is is now uh, with CGI and with the visual effects that they do now. I mean, you know, you saw the space the space movies of the 1950s. Well, they were pretty cheesy, you know. I mean, they they weren't good on the special effects and stuff. But now, special effects are just are, are just fantastic, you know. I mean, listen, uh, I, I've been in uh, other countries when they did these uh, laser shows where they made big pictures in the sky with labor, lasers and stuff. So they have the technology now where they can they can very credibly create a uh, space invasion, a fear of a space invasion, and, and make people think that it's actually happening, okay? So this is this is how they unite all the people behind them, okay? And governments have been doing this since the beginning of time. They use, Fear is the currency of control, 
this creative fear. Look at all the things we have to fear now. Climate change. Listen, the climate's not going to kill us. Carbon dioxide is not going to kill us. Listen, it's just as simple. Carbon dioxide plus water through a catalyst, a magnesium catalyst called chlorophyll, makes dextrose. This is the substance of life. This is the formula of life. Carbon dioxide is needed for life. But they're having you think that it's going to kill you. I mean, uh, you know, the plants, all the plants on this planet, they need carbon dioxide to live. That's what they're built from, these big trees. Basically, it's water and carbon dioxide that makes them, okay? But they have us believing that carbon dioxide is going to kill us. Well, no, it is not. It is not going to do that. That is a lie. It is fear tactics, okay? It just simply is not true. Well, this is a very, very, very big world. Our carbon dioxide right. is not going to destroy it. Right. Yeah, I talked about that whole tie up a lot. Well, but what's interesting when we talk about blooming, I think yes. what just happened in Miami, um, and I'll spare you the ebonic, and there was a uh, gentleman that was there with his girlfriend or whatever. He was describing what happened in the mall. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, hold on, we got a break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tejibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Here with Mitch Anderson, and he hosts the show on uh, Rents Week Spot. Is it Monday night? Yes, it's just Monday nights uh, at uh, um, uh, nine o'clock Mountain Time, ten o'clock Central Time. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, good. Kind of going along with what you're saying, how they use fear to really uh, whip up compliance. Uh, anyways. Story just happened a couple days ago, New Year's Eve or something. Uh, all of Miami guys, you know, came on the TikTok or whatever, just a video I saw. But I, I saw the video of all the cop cars this bad. And it was, I mean, literally 100, 150 cars. It was ridiculous. So supposedly he's in the store with his girlfriend, and all of a sudden he sees people running. And he's saying, you know, he's seeing big girls run, old people running, like, not just jogging, like, full speed running. So, of course, like, you know, this guy grabs the girl and basically follows the herd, runs out the door. I mean, it's understandable. It's kind of human. I get it. But yeah. he runs out the door. He you know, avoids the police, you know, trying to, you know, get witness testimony, whatever, you know, fake reports going to write up. Right? But anyways, he would just saying, like, what he saw, he said he saw, like, these tall, black-looking things, like, looking like they were running and chasing people. And I, I don't know how much he saw or, or what, again, I'm relating this, but 
I could see where they fake something like this. You know, get a bunch of people scared. People were really convinced they saw something supernatural or whatever. And, uh, you know, again, it just generates this whole storyline. I mean, the cops probably had no idea what was going on. They probably ran down there thinking, you know, what the heck's going on? <laughs> so anyways, you know, I just, I see what you're saying with the whole fear-based manipulation of people and that blue beam would fit right into them. And, and I've often said, I really don't think personally that any planes hit the World Trade I think personally they were advanced off the ground. You know, anybody that potentially saw a plane might have saw a hologram. I don't know. I mean, evidence that they used advanced CGI to produce all the camera footage of the Twin Towers. Do you have any uh, knowledge about their uh, how capable they are of the advanced holograms? Mitchell? Well, I, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, all you have to have is a, a model, and then you can make a, 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 a laser hologram of it and project it. You can pro- mm-hmm. project that into the sky. Now, you can't do that in the daytime very good because it's light, okay? But at nighttime, uh, it, it would, it would, I see no reason why they could not make a real beautiful, nice hologram in the sky. Uh, and the models that they use, uh, let me tell you a story. This is from 1978. I was stationed at Fort Bliss. We were working up at White Sands Missile Range. Well, there was this uh, engineer sergeant, and he was a pretty sober guy, very straight, you know, normal, very normal person. He was telling me that uh, they they were out doing some uh, combat engineer work, whatever, and he, he went ahead and climbed up, up on top of this hill, looked down the hill, and he saw a spacecraft sitting there, okay? And, uh, He's, and so I thought, okay, here's going to be a spacecraft story. And he said, no, no, here's the thing is, is uh, the door opened and, uh, and an Air Force colonel came walking out of it. Okay. So uh, was this just a model that the Air Force built? Because, because nobody's flying those things around for the, the military industrial complex right now, right? So, so this wasn't like some, some flying thing that they were going to develop and stuff, and he never saw it fly. He just saw it sitting on the ground, and people going in and out of it. But it was human beings going in and out of it. So, uh, so I think that was probably connected to it. Uh, also, that was probably a part of the blue beam thing. Okay. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like like there's no possibility of there being any real aliens out there, because you know there's like there's like 200 billion stars in this galaxy, and there's 10 trillion galaxies in the universe. So out there somewhere, you know, uh, to think that uh, there's no possibility of any life anywhere else but Earth, okay, I mean, it could possibly be true, but more likely it is that there's there's other civilizations and stuff out there. And a civilization that began, say, a billion years before ours did, would be very advanced by this point, and they can probably do all kinds of things that uh, that we we cannot do, or we can't even conceive of. Okay. Well, so, as long as they so, didn't have socialism in their world, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't doubt that there is, <laughs> uh, but I think what but people need to keep in mind that uh, just because there's a possibility of that, don't trust the government. If the government says, "Oh, we're being invaded by space aliens," I mean. Uh, be careful, you know. I mean, they could fake this and stuff. It's it's uh, 
you know, one thing I, I always try to, to convince people to do is when you see something that somebody's saying, oh, here's photographic evidence of this or something like that, just think to yourself, can I fake that? Can I do that? Okay? Almost mm-hmm. 90% of the stuff, the films and pictures that I see uh, about this or about that, I, I'm pretty sure I could do that too. Okay? So always be skeptical, you know? I, I'm not saying to be skeptical of everything in your life, but be skeptical of anything that the government says. You know, George right. Carlin said the government lies about every single thing. And and in my experience of working with the government, if they had a simple truth to tell or, conversely, a very complicated lie, they would prefer to tell the complicated lie rather than the simple truth. It's just, it's almost habitual with them. It's like they're pathological liars, you know? Right. So, uh, well, I guess, I guess, you know, who runs our government is also pathological liars, you know? The, the chosen eyes. Yeah, we have. So. Well, and you have to be suspicious that why now, just in the past few years, are people coming out and saying, oh, yeah, there was uh, non-human entities on these spacecrafts, and we actually did see spacecraft, and they're showing, like, military uh, things of spacecraft and stuff. Uh, and, and like I said, just to go back again, some, somebody with a, a much more advanced technology, say a billion years older than us, Maybe there's a lot of things they can do, but you, you have to you have to realize there's a reason why the nearest star is is four light years away, and it would take uh, longer than your life to travel there, even even if you are going pretty fast. Okay, and uh, the reason is is uh, think about the Europeans coming to the New World. They bought smallpox, and that wiped out like a hundred million people. Okay, so so a space alien, uh, a spaceship coming from another world uh, runs a risk of uh, uh, infecting us with something uh, very simple. Remember in the War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, what killed the space invaders was the common cold. You know, it was our virus of the cold that killed the space people. Okay, right. so 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 this is a factor too. Okay, and if you're a billion year old, year old uh, technological civilization, you would know that. You're not going to be surprised that going to a different planet might introduce germs that kills everybody. Uh, the greatest extinction on Earth was caused by a bacteria, and that that was millions of years ago. It killed off most life. Okay, so so it's you know they have to think about that before they come here too. You know. So right. there's a lot of technical things to overcome to do this space travel stuff, and uh, you know I used to I used to just take it at faith that like we landed on the moon and stuff, you know. But uh, I, I had a real back in November when the CAA admitted that they killed Kennedy, I was just appalled that oh there was no big uproar in the American public about the CIA killing a president. That seems to be perfectly okay. You know, so I started thinking, well, you know, did we really land on the moon? You know, I said, in other words, I, 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 there's a lot of doubt that I have in anything that the government says because they lie so much about everything. And right. you have to remember that before the Internet, everybody just took at faith what Cronkite and Brokaw and these people said, okay? We just accepted it. But, but back then when they had three sources of news, Okay, they quashed things like the Hunter Biden laptop would never be an issue back in 1968. They would never even say anything about that. They would the, the press itself would kill those stories at the government's request. 
It's just that now you have the Internet and it's hard to keep a secret. Okay, and that's why they're really pushing. Oh, we have to stop these conspiracy theories. Okay, well, you know, uh, you know, no, don't stop. It's, it's just like I, I had a neighbor who's a convicted felon, and and uh, he, he's telling me, oh yeah, all these conspiracy theories—they're crazy and stuff like that. And uh, he says they, they can't be true. And I said, well, I said, uh, what did you go to prison for? He said, well, conspiracy. I said, what's, what's like probably 80% of people in federal prison? What are they in there for? Well, conspiracies. And this is, and you don't think conspiracies exist? <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously <laughs> they exist. You know? Right. <clears throat> well, you know, I don't, know, I don't want to talk too much about the whole space thing, but it, it has been rumored that the government has developed their own advanced craft. And, you know, I mean, they obviously had the. SR-71 Blackbird way before they released it out in the public the English B-2 Bomber and all that stuff. So they, they keep they hidden for a while, then all of a sudden, oh, look what we just made. You know, so yeah. I don't know if you've seen that triangular craft that's three or four lights underneath it it's called the TRP-3. I mean, there's actually a Google app for the darn thing. You can look it up. Now, again, you know, yeah, I mean, just because it's patent, it doesn't mean they taken and they're flying it, but there have been multiple sightings of this thing. So again, you got to wonder, you know, how much truth is in all this. And in addition, the side note, I would say they have muddied the water so much with this kind of stuff that it's hard to tell truth from fiction. So I just kind of like leave it all out there, you know, whatever, I'll leave it when I see it, but I am aware that, yeah, they, they have the potential to rip up a lot of fear with people and I think this would be a great way for them to do it. And a lot of right. people so they, they, just they, they like they the have COVID. have a program to do that. There's no doubt they have a program to do that. And that doesn't that, that, that doesn't mean that, that just because they have a program to do that doesn't mean that there aren't real space aliens. Real spaceships. Right. There may well oh, be. And, and that's the uh, thing. Uh, like We can't account for all the money that they have lost or, you know, uh, Account for remember the two point three trillion they were going to announce right before yeah. Yeah, for eleven. Exactly. But I mean, somebody did an estimate, and it was like something like uh, twenty three trillion that they couldn't account for. But that's time span of like twenty something years. Where is that money going to? You know, is it just getting siphoned off at these huge corporations? These you know contracts? These you know sweetheart deals? I mean. It's, I don't know. You know, you got to wonder where that money is disappearing to. Well, well, you know, the thing is, is that the the government always uh, manipulates and stuff. They manipulate every situation. Uh, back in uh, 1987, I was uh, working in Belize in Central America, and uh, uh, I found out that these drugs were coming from Latin America, well, from Colombia, landing in Belize, and then they would uh, ship it on to the United States. And then, then what what they would trade was firearms and money, and that that would go to El Salvador. So uh, I looked at I looked in on it, and I realized that uh, what was happening was uh, see communism by 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 then it was running short of money. They were broke. We had a war going on in El Salvador, and uh, you know we I, I know we rigged the election in El Salvador to put uh, the Christian Democrats in. I know that because the CIA told me that. And, and I, I talked to the man who did it, 
okay? So, so I know we were manipulating that. So what we do is it's, it's, a, it's a destabilization program. We were destabilizing uh, El Salvador to make them obey us. In other words, we destabilize them, and they need us to keep the situation stable. All right. Well, when Moscow actually didn't have the money to give to the guerrillas and didn't have the guns to send to the guerrillas, the communist guerrillas, we supplied it for them. Okay. So uh, I reported this to the uh, the military attaché in Belize City. As, as he's the guy I work for, he's the guy I'm supposed to report. I do not report to the newspaper. I report to him. Okay. So uh, when I went to sign out of the country, I was going to Costa Rica. I, I, when I went to sign out at the embassy, he said, somebody, when you get to the border, give me a call. Well, I'd never been told that before, right? So I told my wife, I said, yeah, we're not going to call. We're just going to leave, you know. So uh, three weeks later, he, with his three-year-old daughter, and he's the special forces guy, drowned in three foot of water in Belize Harbor. It's very hard to do for a big, strong guy like him. Okay, so wow. they they often, and then and then I found out from uh, well-connected neighbors that the Belizean SIS Security and Intelligence Service uh, had a hit out on me. So, what, so the CIA put a hit on me to kill me because I found this out. And it's like I, I work for the U.S. Army. I'm not going to report this to anybody, but my superior. And then since I reported to my superior, he was supposed to make sure I got whacked and uh, stuff. So, anyways, later on I. I had to work it with the CIA again, and uh, and they promised me that they got over it. They said, "Okay, we realize you're you're not going to compromise us and stuff, everything." But I was always very nervous about working with them because I said, "Okay, I'll fly up and see you, but you just you just pay me when I get there. You're not going to know where I'm coming from, you know." So, so and there was a trust issue there. Uh, but yeah, this is the kind of thing we do now. If you stop and think about it. What is the state of Israel? The state of Israel is a CIA destabilization program for the Middle East. There would be world peace if there was no Israel. Do you realize that? There'd be world right. peace without an Israel. I mean, right. the, the Middle East would be settled probably uh, uh, much more modern and wealthier now if, uh, if, uh, if Israel did not exist. We've kept that region in a state of war and kept it off balance. We just spent 20 years in the Middle East uh, fighting Israel's wars and stuff, okay? Just, just running around the world destabilizing countries. Uh, and I know we did because I took part in destabilizing countries in Latin America back in the 80s. That was my job, part of my job. So, you know, we do it. I mean, it's just confirmation that... Uh we're, we're really under uh, communic law. I mean, really, when you think about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, listen, I mean, they got the Noahide laws written into our own law. Yeah, listen, if you can't see that we have a Zionist government, I mean, the Secretary of State is Zionist, the Secretary of Treasury is Zionist, the Secretary of Homeland Security with their open borders is a Zionist, okay? The Chief of Staff of the White House is a Zionist. In other words, uh, Biden is an actual puppet of the Zionists. You know, he's a little pedophile, creepy uh, Zionist puppet, you know, that that uh, 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 he supposedly does things. Well, he, of course, they give him credit, but who is it? It's like our government's just ra- rattled with them. Uh, this is supposed to be a representative government. They make us less than 2% of the population, but make up over 50% of the government. So... So, right. you know, it, so it should be obvious to everybody what's going on here, you know? No, 
try telling this to, you know, uh, hate to use the word normal person, but, you know, like, they just, yeah, they have, like, these little horse blinders on, and they, even if you put it in front of their face, they still won't read it. They don't believe it. Like, dude, I'm not telling you what to believe, but I'm saying there's a problem here, and you're part of the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In other words, I keep trying to tell people that, look, it's, the truth is just smacking you in the face. It's so obvious it's not funny, you know? It's like, let me give you a meme that, that, that all these, these government officials always say. They say uh, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Well, let's, let's deconstruct that a little bit. So what is a Semite? A Semite is a Jewish person or an Arab. So 97% of Semites are Arab people. Okay, most of those Arab peoples, uh, whether they be Christian or they be Muslim, those Arab people uh, generally are anti-Zionist. So if they're Semitic people, if most Semitic people are anti-Zionist, how can anti-Zionism be anti-Semitism? How can that be, you know? Another oxymoron. Yes, yes. It's just, it's just they push that to, to, to put it in your mind. Listen, Voltaire said in the 17th century, he says, you can know who actually rules you by who you are not allowed to criticize. You can criticize Christianity up the yin-yang. You can criticize America all you want, but you cannot criticize Israel and you cannot criticize the Jews. Okay? If you're a, if you're a Christian, why? Why? The, why would you, why would you protect the people that hate you? Uh, you know, Rabbi Schneerson in 1994 said, the Jewish Messiah cannot return until Muslims, Christians, and white people are exterminated. He said this openly. This is published. Everybody knows it. He's from the Chabad Lubavitch. And, and, and okay. this is where our education day, we supposedly honor this guy on, and our education. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's where the Noahide laws come from. He was, you know. Sure. That, that's what they wrote him in the law. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, uh, an awakening for me of how the, the, the Jewish mind works is uh, this guy was uh, explaining to me, uh, I was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, oh, he says, uh, this is a, a, a very religious Jew, very hyper-religious Jew, okay, very observant, very dedicated. He said that so, so the sin of Sodom was that uh, they were not hospitable to other people. It had nothing to do with sex. But people go read, go read it for yourself, Sodom and Gomorrah. It's got everything to do with sex. Okay? Right. It's got to do with sodomy. That's why God destroyed it. But you see, you see, in the Talmudic mind, they twist that to say, oh no, it wasn't the sex. It was, it was just that they were inhospitable. Well, well, if you were a Jewish person, you would want that to be the major thing because you want people to be hospitable to you. Okay? That was to be the bigger sin to you. Okay, and that justifies why Israel can be the gay mecca of the Middle East. Okay, because well, sodomy isn't a sin. Okay, the big sin was that they were inhospitable. I don't think so. Okay, it's it's right. just misinterpretation of things and stuff, you know. And once again, let me go back to Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one. You know, you can talk to God directly. God will talk to you directly. Okay, you don't need an interpreter. You don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor. You don't need any of that. Just go directly to the go directly to God. Go directly to Christ. 
Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3131 is telling you that that's all you have to do. You know, look at these things and interpret it in a simple way. See what it says. Relate that to reality, to history, to things that are really happening. Okay, instead of uh, some convoluted, oh, well, in these days this meant that, and therefore this is what it means. No, maybe it means exactly what it says, people. Maybe it just means exactly what it says. It's that simple. I'll make it a compliment. It is that simple. Well, coming up on the final couple minutes, uh, tell, tell our audience where they find you again. Closing thoughts you have for anything, any uh, last words of wisdom for us? Well, just, you know, uh, you know, just, just, my goodness, think for yourself and be realistic, you know, and, and uh, just, you know, like I said, just read what it says and take it, you know, compare it to reality. Uh, you know, just, you know, we have interpreters all over the place. That's what the news media is about. They're trying to interpret events and shade it the way they want you to believe it, you know? Just think for yourself. Think what would you do, you know? Just like I was talking about faking the videos. Can you fake it? You know, uh, if you're in trouble, how are you going to explain it? Well, that's exactly what they're doing, you know? Oh, that's a great point, man. I mean, yeah, I think we all need to stop being so susceptible to these little pine traps out there, you know? Yeah. You know? I mean, we all get sucked into the, you know, parroting their narrative or whatever. I don't think a lot of us here do, but I mean, it, it we do fall susceptible to it. Like, I, so. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Definitely interesting times we live in, man. What's your thoughts for the this next year? Got a future next you want to share before we go? Oh, I think uh, this next year, uh, Joe Biden will be reelected in a landslide. Even if every single person in America votes for Trump, Joe Biden will be elected. Okay. Uh, last year, three and a half million, I think three point two million illegal aliens came into the United States last year. Look for six to ten million this year. Even when the Republicans make a deal, that deal is going to mean nothing. Okay. Right. The, the the money they give for the border is going to go to the people coming in illegally. Okay. Right. It's not going to go to stopping them. Okay. All right. I I, I I'm with you, buddy. You're right. But anyways, we're at the end of the show. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening in. Final hour. RBN. Donate. Yeah. Definitely need your help. You guys have a great week. And see you next week. Thanks a lot. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. 
Shiroji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiroji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 